We're breaking down the walls here of narratives, I guess you could say. Hope you heard that segment with Bob McLaughlin, our producer, brought up some great points where there is real criticism, valid criticism to be had of the Steelers for lack of discipline, of Mike Tomlin for lack of discipline, if it's brought up in the right context. If it's a bunch of silly stuff and it's blamed for everything, it loses all credibility. So when you hear the remarks that James Harrison had today in this interview with FS1, with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp, and all you hear out of it is the red meat, and all you hear is the stuff that serves up the same narratives that don't come attached with any kind of thought, unlike what you just heard from Bob, who agrees completely with what Harrison said. It's a different world, man. Here's the here's the quote. First of all, Harrison was asked, and I feel this was a fair question for a guy who's played for both guys, who's the better coach, Belichick or Tomlin? He responds very quickly, Belichick. And he continues... Mike Tomlin is good as a head coach. He's a player's coach. The big thing with Belichick is he's very regimented. He's disciplined. Everyone is going to be on the same page. There's not going to be anything as far as someone doing their own thing. I think over there, meaning New England, their whole coaching staff is like that. And then when he's asked what Tomlin can do to become, uh, to upgrade really his discipline, Harrison replies, just being more consistent across the board with everything from your stars to your special teams players. He additionally throws in, man, I've seen Tom Brady running to a meeting scared to be late. So yeah, all of this is just, I mean, this is, there's nothing left on this bone and it's only been a couple of hours. I mean, it's, this is going to get devoured because this is, aha, this is our moment. We were right all along. The Steelers real problem was the Facebook live video or the, uh, you know, Martavis doing weed. No one will throw in, by the way, that one of Belichick's guys ended up being a murderer or that Belichick was rightly accused repeatedly of cheating and other things. It's just going to be about Tomlin and him being a player's coach and the Steelers basically having a frat house over there on the south side. And really, that stuff just isn't true. Can they be better at it? Yes. I've printed in my own columns that they absolutely can be better. They need to get some of the stuff that Cam Hayward referred to as crap out of their system, completely out of their system. But that happens in the locker room. The head coach can, to borrow his own term, set the standard. He can make it known what's expected. He can also deal with individual leaders in that locker room. They don't have to be rats and narcs like this nonsense that Mike Matheny was engaged in in St. Louis that got him fired as the Cardinals manager. He didn't have to do that. just have to have some guys that he can trust, guys that he knows will take care of business. 
The Steelers have had those guys over the years. I think they have the potential to have those guys now, but they need to step up. Cam Hayward talks about wanting to get rid of the crap. Cam Hayward's the defensive captain. Let's see it, Cam. Let's see it. Step up. Everyone knows the kind of human that Cam is. Everyone knows that Cam is respectfully following in Brett Kiesel's footsteps and and then in turn Aaron Smith's footsteps. Let's see it, Cam. Ben is the offensive captain, maybe a little bit, you know, because he's the quarterback and, and whatever else. And it'd be weird if he wasn't. But let's see that leadership from the quarterback. Let's see it from inside the room. Let's see the offensive linemen, not just Ramon Foster, not just Marquise Pouncey. Let's see all of them step up. David DeCastro has become more. Let's see that leadership come from where it's supposed to come from and to take care of business in-house because every team in professional sports, every team in Pittsburgh has these issues. It's just how you handle them. That happens in the room. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. And we're going to start here with Sean and Irwin. Go ahead, Sean. You're on 105.9 The X. Hey, Dan. Hi, how you doing, Dan? Hi, Sean. I think the point that Bob hit on in the last segment was a really good one in that the way that the diehards are viewing this is they take that bar, the uh, ball of yarn you described and draw a correlation that because there are discipline issues on off the field, that's where the discipline comes down or on the field. When yeah. Mike Mitchell misses a tackle, they go to him yelling at the team and saying, see, that's why these things happen. Because Mike he said something three weeks before the game, right. Exactly, and it, but, but you're able to just draw one line and it's all it takes. So for the diehards, that's enough to blind them to why we don't have any success or a Super Bowl ring. Yeah, it ends up becoming, again, it becomes a, a, a narrative rolled into another narrative rolled into another one. Instead of saying Mike Mitchell had one great failing as a Steeler, couldn't tackle. I, I mean, that's all this offseason has been about. When you look at their personnel moves, the things they've done in their secondary, the emphasis that Keith Butler and Tomlin both intend have openly stated they intend to have in Latrobe, is tackle, tackle, tackle? Is that a lack of discipline? No. Is that because Mitchell had said something three weeks before the Jacksonville game? Remember, before they even knew they were playing Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. That, right. that ends up being... Uneducated... Go ahead. No, I think what the uneducated fan does, and I'm not pretending to know any more than anyone else, especially what you... A little bit. You are a little bit. Well, <laughs> no, no. But I just... Uh, <laughs> fair enough. But I think what they do is they say because discipline, and you pointed out in in the segment again earlier, uh, uh, earlier, is that because discipline off the field has one definition, it doesn't mean discipline on the field is the same thing. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I asked Chris Carter the point here in the previous segment. I really appreciate the call. That's good stuff. Uh, About when he watches the Steelers film, does he see them showing a lack of preparation or being out of position, meaning when they line up, are they making – uh, general mistakes that look like they didn't spend the week uh, properly in the classroom. He said flat out, no. They're as prepared as anybody, and they're as disciplined as anybody when it comes to being on the field. And I'll say this again, ninth fewest penalties in the NFL out of 32 teams last season. Jason in the car, you're on 105.9 The X. John, uh, yeah, my, my you know, point was going to be to kind of elaborate to what Bob and you were talking about a few minutes ago. I don't want to say the word discipline as much as the big difference between the Steelers and the Patriots, I would say, is professionalism in terms of Belichick demands 
you know, the utmost level of accountability from every player up and down the line, regardless of who they are. And I think you can point to times when that same level of accountability may not be demanded, whether it's from, from the coaching staff or the Steelers or from the leaders in the locker room, like you were just saying. Yeah, I, I can accept that when there are a couple cases that jump out in particular. One is Joey Porter. Uh, I assume that's one of the ones you're referring to. Yes, but, exactly. But is Antonio Brown another? Um, I mean, I think in terms of his, you know, we've talked before at times you know, in the past, right, does his dancing and celebrating distract from the unbelievable plays he makes? You know, because it, in some ways it does undermine, you know, his, his character and leadership on the team. And, you know, those kinds of things that don't contribute to overall team success, you just don't see it in an organization like the Patriots. And they're little things, but do they add up to that, you know, lack of focus? And, and you know, to win a Super Bowl, it requires all hands on deck. It does. It also requires a respect for veterans, and it requires, to an extent, rookies and younger players knowing their place. And one thing that I don't understand, maybe you can help me out with this, and I'm actually not digressing here, believe it or not, but Antonio Brown and these other guys, uh, the, some of the veterans get, especially A.B., gets really blasted for the post touchdown celebrations, but Juju's become beloved for this. You know, where, where is the double standard there? If anything, you would think that the rookie and the younger player would be that much more reserved uh, and that much more uh, conservative, if you will, about the way he behaves, especially on a team that's loaded, not just with veterans, but star veterans. I think it depends on who you talk to. I know Mark's not, not a fan of, uh, of that, but you know, one of the things that I think that, you know, what team success have the, have the Steelers had? They've won some games, but they haven't won the big one. I think from a lot of fans' perspective, those, those celebrations are great, but not whenever it kind of, you're not achieving the ultimate goal, which is to get to the Super Bowl, to get back to that highest level of glory that, that this, you know, city and this franchise has achieved so often. I agree. They're also, we have to understand that there are 31 other teams really with the same issue. You know, I mean, the the Patriots do have issues. They just take care of them in the locker room. We have to break. And when we come back, we're going to take more of your calls, probably on this subject, but feel free to call about anything. 412-333-9939. Filling in for Mark Madden, I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. The cream comes to the top. I feel like I'm just bubbling over. You wear pants while you're on the air? Because I wouldn't. Who told you? The X at 105.9. Filling in for Mark Madden, but not really, not ever. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com. The number to call, and we've really been on this James Harrison thing, you know, pretty much the entire show, is 412-333-9939. My take on this is really pretty basic stuff. And that's just to think a little harder. If you really care about the Steelers, and boy, there are a lot of people who do. Not just in this region, all over the world. If you really care about the Steelers, try a little harder. Think a little harder. Dig a little deeper. Don't just take the last thing you heard somebody saying and go, yeah, that's it. It's a lack of discipline. That's the problem. It was a 13-3 team. They ended up losing to Jacksonville because they had significant shortcomings 
in the middle of the defensive line because, largely, Javon Hargrave had a bum lower back. Stefan Tuitt had a torn biceps. And then when Leonard Fournette ran through both of them, and remember Cam Hayward was double teamed, you had Tyler Matikiewicz trying to bring him down with a bum shoulder of his own. Excuse making? Sure, whatever. Fact? Yeah, absolutely. But that doesn't make for great conversation. You know, it just doesn't. It just happens to be reality. It's 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 not as fun or entertaining or uh, instigating, if you will, in terms of getting people fired up as it is to somehow connect end zone celebrations and Antonio Brown's Facebook Live thing and Martavis doing weed and put all those together and say, see, that's why they lost to Jacksonville. Or Mike Mitchell saying something about the Jaguars game because people heard about it that week. They think that's when he said it. He had actually said the comment about the Patriots and looking forward to playing the Patriots three weeks earlier to Sports Illustrated. Three weeks earlier. Doesn't matter because it fit the narrative. It just went right into the pile. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Evan in Mount Lebanon, you're on 105.9 The X. Hey, DK, thanks for taking my call. Um, So I have an on-the-field and off-the-field example about the discipline, and it's not the Facebook Live or the weed. Go ahead. So on-the-field is look at the end of the New England game. No one knew what the heck they were doing on that play, and that changed the rest of our season. Then we don't have to play Jacksonville, and then we have home field advantage. For off the field, guys like what Belichick does with guys that want want their money and it's all about me, he sends them to Cleveland, like Jamie Collins. With Tomlin, he lets his kid rap with them, like Le'Veon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hang on a second. Hang on. What's rap have to do with it? it? It has to do with guys that are all about me and I want my money. Belichick sends him out of town. If Mike Tomlin had his kid playing banjo music. Okay, fine. If it was banjo too, then I okay. Mean, so you know, is is banjo music a reflection of a lack of discipline? But but again, I, I feel like you're going to the rap and the weed and the other argument. No, you went to the rap. I definitely did. Okay, let, forget the rap then. Okay, like let's just take that argument. It's hard to forget, but go ahead. Okay, but it's just music. Let's, let's, let's just okay. Let's take that out of it then. Guys at New England that want their money and it's all about me. Belichick sends them out of town. Tomlin fosters that, you know, th- that type of behavior. Okay, so so if 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 Tomlin were following the Belichick model, and they were all as upset as they were, which they were, they were furious with AB after the Facebook Live thing. He should have sent AB to the Browns. No, not in. That. Would that have improved the culture? <clears throat> well, I, I I think that you know you. Obviously, it wasn't nipped in the bud after the Facebook Live situation. Because what happened after it? Tomlin was still the head coach. Oh, so he should have been <laughs> fired for AB being on no, Facebook I mean, Live. Well, I, I mean, do you I see what I'm talking about here? I'm it, not being it, difficult. It's just we reach all over the place to try to connect these things. They really don't have anything to do with each other. The team can be and must be more disciplined, but not because of this silly stuff. It's stuff that has to be taken care of in the room, and that's where it's on mostly, as it is with every professional sports team, 
anywhere, at any level, including the minor leagues, that's on the players. That's not something I'm saying to stick up for Tomlin. I'm saying it because anybody who's ever been part of it will tell you the same thing. I'm not coming up with some novel, fantastically original opinion here. You know, I appreciate the call. Let's go to Harry in Westview. I agree with you, and I think the whole difference is um, the players are becoming, and, I'm, and I'll be honest with you, some of this is an understanding. I'm a white guy. They don't understand the culture of um, these guys appreciating what they're finally earning. And um, I just think that the culture is like changing to the NBA. These guys, and A.B. said this, I'm not a, I'm a company in a way. He's a small business owner who actually has a lot of money. And I think the NBA is like that. And these guys aren't... Wait a second. I don't understand the parallel to the NBA and uh, getting a lot, a lot of, of money. I'm talking about a lot of money. These guys make a lot more money than these NFL players that are taking a whooping. Okay. And, uh, and uh, that one guy from... Well, Seattle, there's only five players on the team, so I, I'm not sure what your your point is. Um, that they, spend, they earn a lot more money. And these you're guys saying that they look, at, you're, they look at the NBA, like, jealously? Yes. Okay. Yep, and I think the NBA... I mean, come on, LeBron James is like an entity. Okay, but why the NBA? And what? What do you? I mean, My, why the NBA is because I don't know. It just, it just seems like they're like players are seeking. I don't know what is attention. Okay, but Clayton Kershaw of the Los Angeles Dodgers makes thirty-five a million a year. Right. So what's the NBA have to do with it? I just think that they look at other athletes in that sport and want to make that much money. And I just think the the baseball players. It's a different culture. You got nine players. Well, what, right? what does this mean, culture? I mean, what? I, I can't take this, Bob. Let's do the next call. I, I, this this dog whistle stuff. Kevin and Cranberry, you're on 105.9 The X. Come at me with something other than race. Uh, I will. Uh, Please. I'm not a big fire Tomlin guy. I'm not. I'm not on that bandwagon. But I do have to ask, touching on what you wow. commented on at the beginning of the segment an hour ago, that the co- that. James Harrison should have been responsible for leadership and the players, and it comes from within. And, and I get that to an extent, but the, mm-hmm. my question is then, what is the head coach's responsibility then? Hey, I, I like this question because Tomlin does have culpability. I just wish it were fairly portrayed by people. Tomlin has the, the culpability of, and again, I'm using his own term here, of setting the standard, yeah. okay, uh, not just for the players, but also for himself and for his own coaching staff. I really believe that he made a mistake by keeping Joey Porter aboard, not least of which is to the fact that Porter hasn't exactly done a great job of improving Steelers' outside linebackers as they've been given to him, right? Even though yeah. he's had some high picks. Okay? Picks, yes, correct. So accountability, yeah, mm-hmm. accountability has to happen in all forms. I just wish Tomlin were criticized for the right things. That's been my point all along. I wish he would be criticized for the fact that it took as long as it did for him to understand and accept that Todd Haley was as unimaginative an offensive coordinator as the Steelers have ever had. I wish he would have accountability for the defensive scheme where they got, especially in the New England playoff game the year before, but also in Jacksonville, uh, not in Jacksonville, but in the Jacksonville game, where there was never a real adjustment made, where there was never a chip assigned to Gronkowski while we're at it in the regular season game. I, I wasn't in favor of a double team, but I wanted to see somebody slow him down off the line of scrimmage and give Sean Davis a fighting chance. Those are real accountability issues. 
That is on the head coach. Ultimately, he has the final say on the team's attitude, approach, strategy, and yes, in governing the culture. I'm saying it not in a dog whistle way. I'm saying it in a real way. Well, maybe that's what James Harrison was touching on. Is that what you think? I don't think so, because James is all about James, and that's my problem with him being the one that speaks to this. He's always yeah. about himself. If you guys hang on, we got a bunch of calls lined up here. I'm going to get to them right after this break at the bottom of the hour. The number is 412-333-9939. Again, come at me with real stuff. This is a, this is a valid conversation, as Bob McLaughlin was saying in the last hour. It's a completely serious and real topic. But come at me with real stuff, not just, I think this about this and culture and NBA. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DKPittsburghSports.com, filling in for Mark Madden. You're listening to 105.9 The X. And now, the super genius, Mark Madden. How you doing today, honey? Really good, sweetheart. Borderline violent, very noisy. Absolutely beautiful. The X at 105.9. We've been riding this James Harrison horse from the moment we came in here today at 3 p.m. James Harrison, of course, calling into question Mike Tomlin's level of discipline comparing it to Bill Belichick and getting a lot of reaction. No reaction will top that of the great Gene Collier at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, my longtime former colleague who tweets, so James Harrison hits Steelers Mike Tomlin for a lack of team discipline that apparently created an atmosphere so chaotic James Harrison could hardly sleep through the meetings? Oh, wow. He can do that in 280 characters, folks. He doesn't need to do a whole column. That's the end of the column right there. Good stuff. 412-333-9939 is the number to call for your thoughts on Harrison having the gumption to call out anybody else for lack of discipline, considering he was a big part of the problem while he was in Pittsburgh. All these years. Let's start with Mike on the road. You're on 105.9 The X, Mike. How are you? Good, DK. Like your like your site and. Uh, Thank you so much. Appreciate yep. that. You know, uh, very fun to be a subscriber, and particular baseball coverage. But on this topic, I want to mention two things. Um, on the topic of discipline in general with the Steelers, I seem to recall some heartfelt comments by Troy Palomalu when he retired, and they weren't directed at Tomlin. They were directed at the new NFL and the kids coming into the locker room mm -hmm. and not caring about so much the team, but promoting themselves. Um, that's issue number one. Issue number two is I was recently with a, with a young man who early retired from the NFL due to concussions. And he went on to tell me that at some length, that, um, he was very surprised at the atmosphere on his team. And it wasn't the Steelers but that a lot of the players were making so much, in part the money, in part the atmosphere, but that they verbally and sometimes even physically threatened the assistant coaches. And he said it was, it was unbelievable to him yeah. that it, and it went on and this, this, in, this, in, in this, the NFL. This is a conversation that I appreciate, Mike. This is, this is when you want to talk about uh, NFL and culture problems. Uh, throw out the dog whistle and and do it this way. Um, this is something Troy and I had a talk. This was in Charlotte uh, a handful of years back when he was nearing the end 
on this subject, and he felt very passionately about it. He also felt that, uh, and, and this I respected a lot, he felt like that there were still enough leaders in that room, and this was when Brett Kiesel was still there, uh, that they could take care of it, but they also felt like some of it was out of their hands, that some of it either needed the head coach or somebody else to step in uh, as it related to young players' behavior. And this is one of the most curious aspects for me of this whole discussion as it relates to Pittsburgh. We will get on Tomlin over disciplinary stuff. We'll get on A.B. over an end zone celebration, but we love Juju. Like, this is the greatest thing. Juju, he hasn't even had really a full season in the NFL. I don't think he's established himself as a star, at least not as a football player, but he's become this social media sensation. Uh, I think he was at the ESPYs. I don't know why he'd be at the ESPYs. I, I, I don't even, I don't get the Juju thing. I mean, I get it from the social media standpoint. Believe me, he's really, really good at it. But, All right. I understand, okay, he's the new kid on the block. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, but the new kid on the block is the one that you're usually looking for to, to be the most quiet, the most reserved, the most respectful, especially when he's on an offense with a lot of veteran stars. You know what I mean? Okay, but here's the, here's the, the topic that we've been going over for the last three hours. If the veterans can't or won't do it, and it's or it's out of vogue to do it. The head coach needs to do it. Aren't the coaches called? Yeah, the football. head coach, as I've been saying through the whole show, needs to set that standard. The head coach needs to be the one that says, listen, I'm tired of this crap with the rookies. You guys need to take care of this. And then the veterans take care of it. Or to your other point about assistant coaches, hey, I can't have my assistant coach being disrespected by anybody. I don't care who you are and how much money you're making. Let's go to Jim and Robinson. You're on 105.9 X, Jim. DK, love the show. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, the Yens guys at DK Sports perform drug testing on your management or regular employees? Uh, drug testing? No, we don't do that. Are you guys hiring? <laughs> Why? Do you want to be the official drug tester? What's your point here? No. Well, listen, sports is entertainment, right? Yes. I watch sports for entertainment. You know, Mondays are bad for a lot of people, and they're bad for me when the Steelers win or lose. I mean, but it's entertainment, man. I, I just love what's going on in this show. All these different opinions, all these people getting fired up. Oh, it's it's entertaining, all right. I mean, it's, yeah. the, the subject is, you know, as we've been saying from the beginning, it, it, it's red meat. It's just putting it out on a platter here. But unfortunately, I think, Jim, a lot of it happens for the wrong reason. You know, I'm really, I'm really, really interested. I'm passionately interested in why the Steelers succeed or fail. You know, it's part, it's, well, it's what are. I do for a living. A lot of us are. Right. But and that's why I can't stand when it gets boiled down to something so superficial and simplistic. You know? There's so much minutia going on with how a football team works that you, you can't really put your finger on one reason why they win or why they lose. It's just a team coming together. Yeah, and the I, other thing is this concept that, you know, one of the things the benefits of seeing a series like a hard knocks, and of course the Steelers have never been part of that, but is that you, you do get to see that all teams, all 32, yes, even the almighty New England Patriots have issues. I mean, the, the Patriots had a murderer, and, and they're, the, they're the iconic, 
I mean, if Mike Tomlin had a murderer on his team, can you imagine the reaction? Let, let's go to Richard and Shadyside. I appreciate the call, Jim. That's good stuff. 412-333-9939 if you want to join in. Go ahead, Richard. Hey, what's going on, Dejon? Hi. I'm, I'm just losing my mind listening to you today. I mean, first of all, I'm not a James Harrison fan. Right. Neither but, am I. But what, but what did you want him to say in the interview? Do you want him to just be honest? Do you want him to take the high road? No, I thought, I thought. first of all, the, I, I've said a, a few times in the show that I felt that the question was very fair. It was fairly worded, both of them, by the interviewers. And I think that if Harrison, look, he's free to speak his mind. So I don't care what he says or doesn't say. Let's let's start with that. But I will say that I think that for him to bring up discipline when he's part of the problem is a overwhelming hypocrisy. You wouldn't agree with that? I, I agree to a point, but wouldn't you? Wait, also wait, wait. to what point? Where would you stop that? He was part of the problem in both senses. A, he was one of the least disciplined, most chaotic guys in that room, couldn't be told anything. And two, he completely, openly abdicated his responsibilities as a veteran leader. He's nothing of the kind ever at any point in his career, not for a single player. So what's so the, what's the been... point at which you cut off your agreement there on that? So if he would have admitted that he was part of the problem, would you be much more accepting of what he said today? Uh, absolutely, because then he'd be giving everybody full context if he said, look, man, I gave Tomlin as much problem as anybody else, and I was a terrible leader in there, and all those young players were right to hate me. But that said, the head coach should have done a better job with the discipline and making sure that star players were treated the same as special teams guys. Yeah, I'd have been fine with that. How about you? I agree with that. Okay. But, but, but he's right, though. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, discipline problems with the Steelers, and yeah. But I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you, like I've asked everybody else on the show, to name them, and you're going to come up with these really lame things that have nothing to do with anything and didn't affect their performance in any way, shape, or form on the football field. I appreciate the call. Let's go to Bill in Cranberry. You're on 105.9 The X, Bill. Hey, Dejon. It's that point I want to make is it's a little bit of leadership management style. If a hmm. coach loses control of the major, the leaders on their team, they have to micromanage, and that fails. Yeah, but he didn't. He's not lost control. I, I, I let me just jump in for one second. I swear, I'll let sure. you finish. He he's not lost control no, of I the agree. leaders. What he's what what's happened is I I think that what has to happen is that there has to be. I'm going to bring up the word again here because it's there's this giant metal uh, etched. The standard is the standard thing as you walk into the Steelers locker room at Heinz Field, okay? That's from the coach's own saying. He has to set a standard for what that is and then let the leaders do it, okay? I, yeah. Go ahead. I, so I agree with you because I'm a Tomlin fan, um, but I understand why Belichick's better, and Belichick seems to be able to get the most out of his leaders in the locker room compared to Tomlin. But Tomlin needs to be able to, at the same time, get the leaders on the field, which should be the bell and should be some of the others, they don't necessarily want to lead. And that's the problem he has in trying to develop the team. Well, yeah, again, I'm going to agree with you on this, but then I'm going to take this thing and I'm going to slide it like 75 notches down on the list of the Steelers' problems. That's my biggest issue with this whole conversation. And this is still about... Javon Hargrave having a bad back, Stefan Tuitt having a torn biceps, and Leonard Fournette running right up the gut. That that's really what the conversation should still be about. Because that's why they lost. 
Not but this other stuff. Done. This other but stuff is just talk show, social media. I agree. Crap, for the most part. Anyway, I mean, it is possible for me to agree with it and to agree with this and not see it as the be-all, end-all of the Steelers' problems. Larry in the car, you're on 105.9 The X. We're going to go quickly with these. We've only got a couple minutes. Go ahead. Dale, what do you think of Danny Smith and the special teams for the Steelers? How's their accountability? I, I like the special teams last season for the first time in a long time. They've been lacking splash on the returns, obviously. Uh, that's mostly because they've put in a mindset, and this goes to the head coach, not to Coach Smith, uh, where they want to just make sure they have somebody back there who can catch the ball. If that's fits Toussaint, so be it. If fits gets you just seven or eight yards on the return, but they've been good on coverage, they really have. Uh, they've been good in the kicking game, which is a big, big part of special teams that nobody ever links to special teams. Uh, so I think it's been okay. Why? What's your thought? I agree. This is the only good year they've had. Yeah, it, I, I, that, I, we're, we're on the same page. Absolutely. Got to keep moving fast here. Sean in the car. You're on 105.9 EX. Hey, good evening. Just wanted to weigh in a little bit. Everybody wants to see the Steelers do well if they're a Steeler fan. But win, lose, or draw... Everybody, all of us regular people still have to get up and go to work the next day. So, you know, everybody needs to take this stuff with a grain of salt. I agree. I could not agree more. With everything you just said, every syllable, John and Gibsonia, you're going to end the show. You're on 105.9 The X. Hi, DK. How are you? All right, John. Hey, the only thing I was going to point out was, um, and, and you're 100% right, that some of the antics that went on don't, they don't look good, but they don't really affect the thing on the field. Like Mike Mitchell in, in front of the Jacksonville locker room last last year. The Everybody game, does know. that. Everybody does that on all 32 teams, including the New England Patriots. Everybody. Right. And and that's all well and good as long as you, you know, play a decent game right after you end up and he that. And that like, is actually the real problem. Absolutely. Is that Mike that's Mitchell could right. not tackle people. It's not that he danced in front of the Jacksonville room. It's that he couldn't tackle people. But that doesn't get me three hours of solid wall-to-wall calls. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, no, I hear you. I no, could just I have, have I could have Chris Carter in here talking X's and O's and everything and be like, yeah, let's see what else is on. You know, it just doesn't work. You know, everybody oh, yeah. loves this stuff. And I get it. Well, we live in a reality show culture where this stuff is just fascinating to people. And it's it, – it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry, and I think that, that honestly, not that I think Mike Mitchell's a bad guy. I just don't think he performed very well last year. I think him being gone, you know, and I, I wasn't a huge fan of of the way he 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 played on the field. Just his attitude. He like, wasn't he wasn't posture. good at football anymore. He was so right. banged up. He couldn't he could not cover anywhere near the ground that he needed to. He had as much will and desire and passion and a lot of smarts to the position. It doesn't matter if you can't cover the ground. I really appreciate that call. That's actually a perfect way to finish. Nice and balanced. No, no, no. Dead Kennedys are always the perfect way to finish. I want to thank my guests today, Matt Grubba and Chris Carter of DK Pittsburgh Sports, for being on the show. I'm going to be back here tomorrow for one more, and we're going to have Lance Lysowski and Dale Lawley as our guests. Good stuff on tap. Filling in for Mark Madden, but not really and not ever. I'm Dan Kovacevic. Of DKPittsburghSports.com, you're listening to 105.9 The X.